Hello, everyone, and this is episode 104 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I am Camila. I'm Marcella. And, yeah, we're still on lockdown. <laughs> so much lockdown. I, I hate it. I hate it. It's quarantine day. I really don't I, know. I have no idea, honestly. I don't, like you said last time, I have no concept of time. No, I keep thinking things happened like a week ago and it happened yesterday. Yeah, exactly. There's only yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Like, I don't... Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, have no I don't idea. get it. No. No idea what any of this is anymore. Mm-mm. What do you miss you. most? The happiness I used to feel when getting an Amazon package. <laughs> I still get Amazon packages. Oh, I still get them. But I, now I got to Lysol them down. <laughs> them outside for... <laughs> over like, you know, we are not... We did not do that. We're not doing that. I got to... Like, like, at all put on a mask and gloves and everything like, it's just too much like <laughs> yeah i i i drew yeah you know you gotta draw a line in, in sand somewhere and i was like i'm not lysoling everything i'm just not doing it <laughs> especially to take something out of a box that is shrink wrapped <laughs> and i'm gonna take it out of shrink wrap I, i'm just not i can't and i don't want my immune system to be that compromised that i can't even take a little i don't know what i'm not doing it Oh yeah, I mean, you know, if there wasn't a baby, if there weren't a baby, right? You got a baby, yeah. You got a baby to worry about. It's just me, me and Sugar, me, Sugar and Raven, and we're not doing that. So, like, you know, stuff like that, or just like, you know, being able to go somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I'll miss going to the movie theater because Lord knows Mm -hmm. when I'll feel comfortable to do that again, and. Although I have said for years that I would pay a premium price to be able to watch a new movie at home. I do appreciate what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like very much so. Like mm-hmm. I miss the theater experience, but truth be told, let's just say if like, you know, I really had my, the option to do, go to a movie theater, get in my car, like take a shower, get dressed, get in my car, go drive to the theater, pay for popcorn and all that jazz, as opposed to, Oh, hit by 20 bucks right, right there right. boom <laughs> which i did with the vin diesel bloodshot How i was, was like what? yes i wanted to see that i know it's not gonna be good but it's gonna be fun and i right. can disconnect and not think about covid for an hour and 38 minutes yeah exactly. you know and that's exactly what it was it was a fun thrill ride that i enjoyed and on second viewing we'll enjoy mocking because <laughs> my mom watched it and she said she enjoyed it but looking at Vin Diesel in like camo uh, like he looked really weird with a helmet and a gun because he never uses a gun you know he uses his mitts most of the time right yeah I guess so and just to see him like that she was like he looked weird but <laughs> I liked it I enjoy yeah. Vin yeah, I know what I'm getting really- myself into yeah, like you know, it's not going to be cinematic genius right. by by far. It's like you right. know what, I my expectations are real low here. So anything mm-hmm. better than what I'm expecting is awesome. Like we're doing right. great. <laughs> like, now so I draw the low. line at renting a movie for twenty dollars. Not doing it. We may have talked about it before, but that movie, The Hunt, which I really oh, wanted yeah. to see, I'm not paying twenty dollars to rent it. Yeah, I was kind of jazzed. I was kind of upset about that, but I did it. Um, I I you really did with the Invisible it. Man, right? Yeah, that too. And I really oh, you did it for it. both. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed both of them. Like, and I and I also thought about it. Like, you know, if Dan and I were to both go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. like we would probably be dropping like thirty. 
30, yeah. 40, you know, with like snacks and stuff. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it was fine, but you know, both of them totally worth it. I really liked them. Um, what I was not happy with was I purchased the gentleman by a guy Ritchie's new film. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Did you? It thought, oh I did. God, it just, I, did. It missed. I guess my expectations were too high because I Mom really, and I really, really, the really, I really, 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 really enjoy like Lockstock and Snatch mm-hmm. and Sherlock Holmes and King Arthur because, mm-hmm. but, and like none of that stuff that Guy Ritchie is known for is in this movie. Yeah. Like the only thing Except I really. Except for his twisted way of telling, telling a tale. Right. And even that, it was just kind of, it just felt really slow. And I was just waiting for Charlie Hoonan's character to become unhinged and like mm-hmm. beat somebody to death in an alleyway. And that, no, you know, he... that it never happens. No, you get kind of, cl- you get close though when. With the, with the, with the gun in the alleyway. With the but, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not close. Not, it wasn't enough, but I did really like Colin Farrell's role. Like oh. he was, that was amazing. <laughs> so that role for Colin Farrell made me remember why I love Colin Farrell. Oh, you had forgotten? It was just like, (laughs) this man. And he was just, uh, yeah, I did, because he kind of faded away after a while. I didn't see Dumbo, but I know he was in that, and I was like, I don't want to see Colin that way. (laughs) He was good. He was really, he was actually, that movie was actually really cute. Um, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I don't need a wholesome Colin Farrell. That's what I'm saying. Like no, a... but he wasn't he wasn't entirely wholesome like he had his issues but it was a little too dad like yeah. and he was all dad like in the gentleman but he also had that gruff you yeah. know Colin yeah, like, in it like when he was introduced in the when he like mm-hmm. beat those kids in the yes in the in the restaurant like in the so <laughs> and I I could watch Charlie Hunnam paint <laughs> And I'd be happy. And the best part about it was he was wearing a suit the whole time. Like his clothes in that movie were just—it was a great amazing. Suit. But at some point, I was like, "Is he just really buff under there, or is he wearing like eight layers?" Because <laughs> no, he's just really buff, <laughs> which makes me even more angry that he never just like. <laughs> I was expecting him to like rip his shirt off. <laughs> at some nope. point and just beat somebody to death and be just like mm-hmm. covered in tattoos like that would have been an amazing <laughs> an amazing plot twist <laughs> I still think people should give it a try I enjoyed it I give it a solid half a thumb like it's a flat thumb it's not exactly a thumbs up <laughs> but it's not a thumbs down it's a good ride it's and if you like beautiful men even I mean, Matthew McConaughey was, was pretty yeah. pretty in this Right. And I don't usually I don't dislike McConaughey, but I'm no. never usually like, oh, yeah, McConaughey's in this. I'm going to watch it. It's right. But he was a nice a little added bonus. And it was also like much less McConaughey than he usually is. Yeah. Not all right. All right. He was just exactly <laughs> little, little more white boy Rick than he, than he is McConaughey. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, that, that, I miss game nights. I miss board games. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I miss, I miss penny shopping. Oh yeah, penny shopping you had, so much. You just, you just got into that. Yes, I was going out like no lie, probably twice a week. But I mean, I'm spending like four dollars. So, <laughs> and I have so much stuff to donate now. It's just all of our donate places are closed. <laughs> 
I know it. And I was so upset because I didn't like I scheduled a pickup right when it happened. Mm-hmm. And the website, when I scheduled the pickup, they didn't it didn't. It was like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll come get it. And so I didn't know. And I put the shit out on the porch, waited all day. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I finally go to the website and they're like, oh, we can't come pick up stuff. Maybe you could have let me know. Like a little right. bit earlier today, right? I slept the stuff out here at six a.m. and then so I just sat on the porch for like days. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. And I had to. This. You tell me about the free store, which is wonderful. I love what they're doing. So I mm-hmm. emailed them, and I was like, I have these uh, um, journals, binders, whatever you want to call them, that I assembled from all my penny stuff. Is it something that you think people could use? And they were like, oh, my God, yes, especially now, like with people home and kids homeschooling and women, you know, they're like, yes, we would love it. But <laughs> we're closed this week. We'll be open next week. But then the stay at home came through and we couldn't do it. So I still have them here and I'm just waiting. And I had to tell if you guys don't know what Nextdoor is, Nextdoor is a kind of a great website where you can connect with your neighbors in your neighborhood and find out shit that's going on in your neighborhood. Like I saw today, there's a wolf roaming around Penn Hills. Oh, not letting no. sugar outside by herself. No. But um, so people were talking about the free store on Nextdoor and they kept saying, well, I'm just dropping stuff off. And I'm like, did you never go to their website? It very clearly says they cannot accept anything that is left outside. If it's right. left outside, it immediately goes in the trash. Which that like, so you're just like wasting a trip. You might as well just throw you're, your right. stuff in the trash. Right. Which it makes sense. I mean, if they're closed and they don't open again over the, you know, they don't open again until the next week and it rains. Right. Like what are they do? just what sitting the- outside. Right. What are they supposed to do? Like now they got to go through the trouble of like demusting it and right. like, getting rid of all the gunk and Lord knows like how many fucking bugs and stuff that right? just like go creeping in there. Like it's not, it's not worth it. Just hold on to your stuff guys until this all, this too shall pass as they say. Yeah. All right, Except so in the background going, will it, will it pass? <laughs> exactly. Or is this just life now? How will life go on, though, if people don't meet and go out and go on dates? And- exactly. That's what I was thinking about, too. It's like, you know, what if you haven't met your person at this point? Like, right. how does that happen? And right. If, and if you're not already booed up, then like we're going to like the population is going to drop drastically. Like, right. <laughs> And, like, luckily, I'm sure everyone that's together <laughs> that is booed up, there's going to be a big old baby boom when this is all over. There's going to be a big old baby boom, and there's also going to be, like, a big old divorce rate. Yep. Like, or big race in that, like. Because there have been so many situations that I didn't even think about, like, abuse situations. You're not suddenly oh, trapped yeah. with this person right. that's abusing you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's like you had, like, like those the poor people that had those few hours of the day of a, of a reprise from whatever mm-hmm. the abuse and torment was. And now they're just there all day, all every day. Yep. And you know, their abuser is already is like more keyed up than ever now at this point, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So it's, it's heartbreaking and it's really And especially scary. if you live in the state of Pennsylvania, like we do where they close the liquor store. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so season six, On to episode three. <laughs> That is our weekly diatribe on COVID-19. Right. Let us know uh, how you guys are doing. <laughs> please. <laughs> please, so, uh, please. Please, I just want some more connect. I just want to talk to more people. 
Um, season six, episode three, Afterlife, original air date, October 9th, 2001, which leads me to believe that I had the dates wrong on the last episode. So I was going to, you know what? I'll look it up while you. This was written by Jane Espenson, directed by David Solomon. Buffy and her friends battle a demon that may have hitched a ride with Buffy as she crossed into the world from another dimension. Hmm. Important guest star Amber Benson as Tara McClay. Poor Amber. That's it. Never- yeah, never gets the full recognition except her last episode. All right, so we're we're still on the night that Buffy returns. Yes, and it was um, October second. Okay, yeah. All right, so and the gang is still <laughs> looking for Buffy. Um, Dawn has found her, and she brings her home to clean her up. Yep, because important side note, kids, they didn't have cell phones. Right. There were no cell phones where they could have just texted and been like, I got Buffy, meet me at home. Right. Nope. You had to like kind of guess and wonder what was going on. And while the gang is still looking for Buffy, they're just like talking about they're they're trying to figure out like, is she broken? Did we screw something up? And they're like, you know, she's probably just disoriented and from being tormented in a hell dimension. (sighs) Because, yeah, I still don't understand why they assumed that. Why would we assume that? There's no proof. There's no, you know. No. Like, if there was no body, sure. Right. If there were no body. Right. Because, and if like Angel, she had been sucked into a portal. Right. Okay. But no, you had her body. Right. At most, Which, it was just her soul. Exactly. And Buffy's Which makes been me working think- overtime to make for a good soul. Right. <laughs> Which makes me think, if that's what you thought, that her soul was being tormented, why didn't you do the angel thing to bring her soul out from wherever it was? Right. You could have just done that. Exactly. Which leads me to believe that she did not die of magical reasons. She died from the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had no energy left in her or very little after the portal closed, and she should have died from that fall. Mm-hmm. There should have been a big old splat. <sighs> a Buffy splat. But no. Yep. Whatever. So, yeah. The poor Don is like giving Buffy the tour of the house and, you know, this this change, that change. You know, Tara and Willow moved in here and these bitches don't pay rent. But they, you know, they, they took Joyce's or old room because it was the biggest. And your mm-hmm. room is still the same and blah, 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 blah. They took she, your mom's life insurance too, by the way. Right. <laughs> I think she spent, I think they spent all that. Yeah. Because nobody decided, hey, it would probably be a good idea to get a job. <laughs> and when Dawn cleans Buffy up, you know, she washes her hair or whatever and puts her clothes on her, but she doesn't bandage her knuckles. Right. And it annoyed me when she was walking her around the house. She's Buffy. She's not, she didn't lose her memories. She knows what rooms are which. <laughs> Right. Like she's just walking around seeing how much things changed. Not right. like oh this is mom's I know it's mom's room. Like right. <laughs> just let me get a moment here. Right? And then she says something when she's cleaning her up about like the dirt in her neck and like yeah, how Joyce always said to clean your neck you didn't want to grow potatoes. Yeah. Uh, she's trying. Is that something the monks put in there? <laughs> The monks had an issue with cleanliness because that I I would believe a hundred percent. 
Oh yeah, so she she brushes her hair, gets her clothes, but doesn't clean up her knuckles. No. <clears throat> and while they're going through all this, uh, you know, she's still trying to, I guess, orient her into what's going on. Uh, Spike arrives, and he is pissed. Pissed. <laughs> It's like Don, the fuck. Where were you? You know what? I I want to. I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> yeah, he's. I, we haven't seen Spike this mad in a while. This is like dad mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. You scared me half to death. Blah 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 blah. He even thanks God that she yep. was he, that she's here. Mm-hmm. And he threatens to rip her head off, but then like as soon as <laughs> drink from her brainstem, which. <laughs> Which crosses over like a lot less it, it, dad-like. Yeah, yeah. We, we we've hit an uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but before she could, before he could even continue, she's like, "Will you just look?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen the bot. Didn't think it could be fixed up so." And then, but then he realizes it. he should have smelled her right the second he walked in the house. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe he's so upset that he's not thinking clearly and. He's just, and the look I, that he gives her as she walks down, like the, the man has perfected a head knot, like a head tilt. Yeah. Like the look, it's like when the Grinch at the end of of the how the Grinch stole Christmas, like when he finds the meaning of Christmas. Yes. That's what this is like. Like his heart yes. comes alive and it and grew grows. two sizes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he immediately sees her hands. And Dawn is, you know, she's just like, oh, yeah, I was going to fix them. I don't know how they got that way. <laughs> but Spike knows how they got that way. Let's put two and two together, Dawn. <laughs> and there's an interesting little trivia I found online where the part where he he knows that she climbed out of the grave. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's like, I've done it myself. But no, we find out later on that his mom never knew he was dead. So she never buried him. No. But then someone else said there is a line on Angel where Trusilla had a tendency to bury her lovers. Oh, that's right. Or just anybody, so, really. Because or just she, anybody. Yeah, she's weird. She <laughs> likes to. <laughs> she's, she's true. Because she did so, that with, uh, with, uh, with Darla. Darla. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. she did bury her or bury so, him. And he had to dig his way out. Out of the grave, not a coffin, but yeah. Not a coffin. But she, you know, Buffy's, she allows him to take her into the other room and sit her down and look at her hands. And, you know, they're having this really, really cute moment where she asked how long she had been gone. And he tells her 147 days, 148 today. He's been counting every single day. And he just since he failed. Right. And he just like looks so heartbroken mm-hmm. and I, I you can oh god James Marsters did a bang up job in this episode because he, he really did feel, you can feel everything he's feeling by just watching him like just the slightest looks this like the whispers that he's delivering it's just it's amazing it's it's wonderful he and, knocked as, it out of the park. Yeah, and as he's having this as they're having this moment the gang comes rushing in <laughs> And mm-hmm. and I love like they're all chaos, and he just like you just see him get up and just like ugh, and walk off, just like ugh. These and he leaves. Guys. He just he's out. He yep. just leaves. And they're 
they, overwhelming they, 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 yeah they leave no room for what was happening they no. leave no room for anyone they're all they're all again being still still being very selfish mm-hmm. and they're, they're we got like, you back Buffy aren't you happy yeah right they're throwing all these questions at her how are you are you a zombie are you in pain what's going on blah 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 and it, and it has to be like Dawn who's like I need y'all to back off yep and that I actually re- I really like that about yeah. Dawn. She's firm about it too. Like, no, I'm not kidding. Back off. Right. You know? And then Willow's like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Dawn's right. We should give Buffy some time, you guys. And Anya and Xander leave and they come up. Spike is outside and he I think he was crying. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. He's just real pissed <laughs> because he slams Xander up against the wall. And you can mm-hmm. see him wince in pain from the chip, but he mm-hmm. bears it anyway. Yeah. That's how mad he is. And he thinks that they intentionally left him out. That which, they intentionally kept this from him, which they did. Yes. And he's like really hurt by it. And he's also, but the reasoning behind it, he's just saying like, you know, cause you knew that if there was a chance that like she, if she came back wrong, and they'd put her down. Oh, yep, that he wouldn't let her. If there was a chance, if it was Buffy, me and friend, I wouldn't let him. <laughs> and he's right that he wouldn't let them do it. So he just ends up saying, "Magic always comes with a price." Mm-hmm. Always. And Which that's kind of the theme of this now. episode. That's, yeah, they should absolutely know that by now. <laughs> but no, right? Yeah. Arrogant. Amateur. Yep, I need y'all to stop acting like you're brand new. Like, you know, like you just arrived at Sunnydale. Like, this is not acceptable. And they're still, you know, they're like, oh, Buffy likes pizza. Buffy wants to eat pizza. (laughs) Buffy Buffy wants wants to go to bed. (laughs) She used to go to bed all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's had a really rough day. (laughs) Right? I'm going to need you all to just go. All right, just go. And That's you know, it. while while everybody's getting ready for bed and Willow is busy patting herself on the back about how awesome she is, basically, about what I did. I'm so great, blah blah blah. But not really paying attention to like, you know, I guess she she called Giles and told him what was going on. And mm-hmm. he's super stoked, obviously. And he's on his way back. Dear Lord. <laughs> there were lots of dear lords and I think I actually heard him clean his glasses <laughs> I love that so much because yes. when she says it I'm like I can actually hear him cleaning his glasses too yes <laughs> the thing that bothers me though is she's getting around to basically saying and it's Tara that says that you thought she'd say thanks mm-hmm and, you know, Willow acknowledges the fact that that's incredibly selfish and shitty, but yeah, I thought she would say thanks. Why? Why would you assume anyone would say, you don't know what was going on? Right, exactly. And plus, it's been like two hours. Like, seriously. Right? Like, <laughs> she's still trying to figure out where she is and why she's back. We're not even entirely sure she can even hear you fully yet. Right. And then they fall asleep. And you think everything's nice and everybody's sleeping. And then Buffy throws a glass 
at them while they're sleeping and oh tears God. into them. Yeah. So it's telling about how they're idiot children and blood on their hands and blah, blah, blah. Did you pat the head? <laughs> Actually, no, she did not pat the head. And of course, that is a reference that Tara doesn't really get. She's a little thrown by that reference. Like, well, that what? Because Willie didn't tell anybody about the deer. No. And so, like, I don't know turns about down the- you, but would you have just turned your back on somebody that was screaming at you like that to turn the light on? Uh, no. I think she probably could have turned the light on without turning her back. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Because she could have been up on her in a, in an instant. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she turns on the light and the image is, the Buffy is gone and there's no broken glass. And so they're like, ah, what happened? So they go check in on Buffy. Buffy's sleeping and they're like, the fuck? This is weird. Uh, maybe it was a dream. Nope. We both saw it at the same time. Two different brains. So now they're all like, what's happening? What's going on? And it's just... This episode bugs me a little bit. It, you know, it starts off really well for me, and then when we start seeing all of the different hallucinations, is where it kind of goes off the rails for me a little bit. A little bit, um, and I kind of lose interest in it when I'm watching. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, long story short, they <laughs> Buffy has brought back a hitchhiker, as the summary mm-hmm. said, and so this hitchhiker is like trying randomly possessing everybody. Buffy, you know, throws the orb. Anya cuts her face up. Dawn breathes fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the Anya scene is actually terrifying. It is a little, like, a little uh, random. Horrifying, and it's one of my random trivia's for this episode is that in the UK, so she comes into the room while Xander's sleeping, and she's laughing maniacally while cutting her face up. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, in the UK, they trimmed that episode to just show her laughing and then collapsing. They really? cut out the face slashing part, huh. which leads me to think: like, what did they do about the willow line that you chose as the burn? How are we, yeah. you know, the, I'm not sure you looked real glamorous, or I'm sure you looked real glamorous cutting up your face. Right. <laughs> like the crowd would have been like, what do you mean cutting up your face? Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know. That's, it is, I wonder why they decided to, why they cut it out. I don't know. But we find out that it's tomogenesis. That's, That's what like- Willow screams when she figures it out. Tomogenesis. And she's trying to explain that it's like, how does she say it? Like you, you get something and you know, you, you create something and the universe lets you have it, but you also have to take this too. Right. And it's Anya's that is like, that's not a consequence. That's actually that's a gift with purchase. Right. This is like, it's not so much a payment as it is a gift with yeah. purchase. But she's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> like Willow, you explained it wrong. Uh-huh. And so they each have to deal with these stupid hallucinations. And of course, it's when they realize that it's Tomogenesis and that it's just going to dissipate, they just have to wait it out unless it kills Buffy. And of course, that's when Xander gets his hallucination and it's like, thanks for the info. And it's like, God damn it, you guys. So now it's off to kill Buffy. <laughs> In the meantime, Buffy goes to visit Spike because. Who's like kind of in the middle of a little breakdown or a little temper tantrum? He sure is. <laughs> he's beating the walls. He's so upset. 
<laughs> he's like cracking up. He's like laugh, like doing his like crazy laugh and his drunk uh, laugh. But yeah, yeah, the best little. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he breaks your heart, one hundred percent, by apologizing to Buffy, <sighs> saying not- that. Yeah, for not saving Dawn. And then tells her how he did do it. He saved her every night after that. Over and over again. A bunch of different ways. <laughs> Which we talked about during the gift was you ran your ass all the way up there and immediately got pushed off. Like, you did fuck up. I'm sorry. Right. Right. I love you, but you did. You really did. Right? Like you did way too much talking, and and mind you, Dawn wasn't very helpful when she like gave away your your position. Yeah, <laughs> but he was being sneaky too. Like read the room, Dawn. You saw him in this sneaky mode, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> thanks. But they have a nice little heart to heart, and it's it's these moments in these you know episodes that I enjoy. You know, he's talking to her about, you know, Willow is getting pretty strong, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing you back from the dead. Anybody want to check in on that? I'm just saying that. (laughs) Shame Bush League no more. Like we want to maybe, you know, just monitor her a little bit. You know, every once in a while, give her a little, hey, Will, you doing all right? (laughs) (laughs) Which she is not. She's not doing all right. She's no. This season is, there's a lot of character development for almost every character. (laughs) Especially Spike. Especially Spike. And I really like it. You know, and rewatching it, like, for the thousandth time, especially, like, watching them all in order and actually, like, really kind of dissecting each episode, I would like to give many more props to James Marsters just for being, you know, for more than just being that sexy eye candy. Because he really brought it home like he you know his arc his character arc was like you know that has gone through so many different things and now he's we're seeing him we're starting to see them him as like a human ish mm-hmm. you know with all of these feelings that he has for Buffy and just the, the way that everything changes and how her death affected him and how much he is like really into making sure that Dawn is okay and so this is just like like bravo bravo yeah for James yeah. And such, so much of it is like a nuanced little performance, but he yeah. just puts so much into it. Like he's he's such, not, not oh, doing a lot. Great. He's not banging it out for the cheap seats. Like it's just all very calculated and just like just little, little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. Just a head nod, a, a glance, uh, a way certain like cadence in his voice. It's just really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Buffy comes home after her little chat with Spike and right away the demon is like floating around talking shit. <laughs> yes. It has taken and some I, sort of other form. It, like we can see it kind of has yeah. a form or more so now. Kind of reminds me of the ghost that was in the beginning of Ghostbusters 1. Yes. <laughs> the floating lady. That's what it uh-huh. reminds me of. And yep. she can't hit it because it's not corporeal. You know, so she's it's a ghost. just like, yeah, and it's just floating around, talking shit, right? You're not supposed but to be it can here. Grab her, which which I don't sure. understand. Sure, whatever. whatever. 
And I swear there has to be like a bad guy network. Have you guys not put out a memo not to taunt Buffy? <laughs> because when you taunt Buffy, it just pisses her off. And right. it makes her stronger. Yes. And so for whatever reason, the gang has separated. They've sent Anya, Dawn, and Xander rushing back in Xander's car to tell Buffy about Tomogenesis, <laughs> which Magic Box has a phone. Not sure why you couldn't just call her at home. True story. And tell her. <laughs> but okay. And Willow and Tara are working on a spell to make the Tomogenesis corporeal. Which, here's another sign of Willow's out of, like, a little bit out of control. Her and Tara are doing this spell, and they're saying the same words, and they're doing their little thing. And after a while, Willow's not doing the spell anymore. No. She takes over and just finishes it on her own. Which... I guess this is supposed to let us know, like, because she actually, she started, because she she did the spell, this was black magic to bring Buffy back. She did the spell. She's the one, technically, who brought this thing over, this hitchhiker who caused it, or created this demon or whatever. And so now it's just kind of outside of her control a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got something that's taking her over, and it's getting weird. It's getting real weird. Real weird. So now see, if I was Tara at this moment, like you witness uh, her like, eyes go all black. Things get real crazy. <laughs> Just all of a sudden you're no longer needed for the spell. Right. Afterwards, we're going to talk gonna about this later. Down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Once, once it's all said and done, we're going to have a nice little sit down, grab some coffee. We're going to, I want to talk to you about something. Let's mm-hmm. just, <laughs> let's figure this out. And of course, much like the police at the end of every action movie, <laughs> Xander, Don, and Anya show up when they're not needed. Right. Just as Buffy, just as the ghost becomes corporeal, and Buffy's telling them, get Don out of here, which they don't do. No. They decide to just stand in the doorway. She lops the head off, and then Don is like, that's the kind of thing I'm not supposed to see. You know what? Dawn is 15 at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, again, let's talk about how long she has been witness to this. There has been plenty that Dawn has seen that she's not mm-hmm. supposed to see. Let's that move, was much let's, worse than this. Right. Let's move past this. You know? Right. Like, why are we still worried about it? I mean, seeing a ghost demon thing get its head chopped off right. is nowhere near when the demons tied her up to a wall. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we're going to eat her. Right. Or even, let's say, sneaking into the morgue to look at your mom's dead body and then yeah. being attacked by a naked vampire. Yep. You know, that's, yep. that's, she's been through it enough. She knows. She knows. Mm-hmm. She's, this is old. This ain't shit. Right now. Right? This is nothing. This is nothing. There, wasn't even any, there was no blood. There was no goo. Like, it's fine. Just the head. Okay. We worried about this for the whole episode. She just lopped that thing's head off real quick, and now we're done. That's and it. the next day, Dawn's going to school, and Buffy runs out, and she's like, you forgot your lunch. And she's all dressed go. to the nines. Like, she's not, like, like I'm, she's I'm a Buffy. little, yeah, I'm more thrown off by Buffy's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel, Me too. Like, I kind of, you know, I have no frame of reference for what it's like to be brought back from the dead, you know, pulled out of 
out of heaven and all that jazz. But I, I would like akin it to like maybe, you know, overcoming the flu or something. Right. I don't I don't know if I'd be this dressed up like the day after. She flat ironed and curled her hair. Yes. And put makeup on. Put on nope. makeup. And I think she's wearing heels, at least kitten mm-hmm. heels. Like so yep. I probably wouldn't even be wearing a bra at this point. No. Like I'm no. still in bed. I'm going to be in a terry cloth robe like the big Lebowski for at least a month. <laughs> but instead she goes to the magic box where Willow, for some reason, either murdered a Muppet and climbed inside <laughs> of it. She, she's wearing Elmo skin. She is wearing Elmo skin, a sleeveless Elmo skin. <laughs> we all end with a plaid skirt, a multicolored oh. plaid skirt on top of that. But for some reason, Buffy decides to take all of this upon herself and bury it deep and mm-hmm. lie to the group to make them feel better right? and tell them that she was in hell. Thanks a lot, and guys. And they saved her. And they immediately are like, oh, you're so welcome. Right. You guys, so are, welcome. you guys are the best. And like, even the way that she delivers it, she's like, yeah, you're right. I was in hell. Thanks for saving me. It was really, it was tough. Okay. Bye. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, <laughs> pat ourselves on the back. We are so awesome. We are. The best. <laughs> oh my God. Look at us go. Woo-hoo. Let's do a party. Yay. So she goes and outside. She <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, when she goes outside, this could be a burn. It could be a little mini burn mm. on Spike because she says, <laughs> I just wanted some time alone. And he's like, oh, well, I'll go. And she's like, I can be alone with you here. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. All right. And even he's like, Ow. all right, well, I'll stay then because it's daylight know. and I can't go anywhere. You know, but it's like broad ass fucking daylight. Like this is high noon. The sun is way up there. And he's talking about it's the sun's. She's like, it's daylight. You're not on fire. The sun's low enough. It's shady enough here. Whatever. Is it? How, it looks pretty you, bright to me. Right. How did you get there, though? How'd you get there? Is there, is there not a sewer grate or so? How did you get there? Why, why were you there? Were you just skulking like, in the alley? Right. Have you been there since night? Like, I don't. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Apparently, he, he was going to walk in there, but he heard, like, the whole everybody congratulatory speech. And he's like, eh, fuck it. I don't want to be. <laughs> he in the threw up in his mouth that. a little. <laughs> well, I can't. Mm-mm. I hate Xander. <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling her that, you know, he hasn't been to a hell dimension of late, but he understands a thing or two about torment. And for whatever reason, she decides to tell him the truth. But she wasn't tormented. So it's like, you know, some these things, these moments that she's had with Spike up until this point, is it because, like, I'm always, I'm a little conflicted and thinking, like, is it because she feels a kinship to him or she trusts him or it's like, it's like confessing to a wall to her. <laughs> I think know? it's a little, a, a little column A, column B. Because <laughs> I think she knows that she can tell him things. And even if he tells other people, they're never going to believe him. Right. Because you know, it's Spike. They're confided in me, and they're like, yeah, right, sure, whatever. Yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> so she goes on and tells him how she was happy. She's like, she doesn't know where she was exactly, but she knows she was happy. And I think she mentions that she was with her mom, mm-hmm. and she was at peace. Something about being warm. Yeah. And now, and she said she knew that everyone that she cared about was all right, and now mm-hmm. she got ripped out of that, and... 
everything is hard and yep. just cold and bright. Yeah. And violent. Yeah. Which, yeah, she got like literally like thrown right back into that. Mm-hmm. There was no easing into back into the world. And she had at one point said, I think I was in heaven and now I'm not. And she says very plainly, this is hell. Mm-hmm. Hell is on earth. This where she is right now is hell. And she knows what she's lost. And Spike's just looking at her like we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> you ever seen that Kevin Hart meme where he's just looking at something like <laughs> shock? <Yes. laughs> right. That's what Spike just has. He's just like <gasps> as he never like says slow- words. Right, as it's just like slowly, you see it just like slowly making sense into his in his brain. He's like, "Oh," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, "And I was pulled out by my friends." Yep. And she gets up to leave, and she's he's still just <laughs> staring at her like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and she stops. She doesn't even turn around and look at him. She stops. And without change, without changing yeah. like tone of her voice at all, <laughs> or raising it, or anything, just very plainly. I can never know. Ever. And then walks away and he's still sitting there like Kevin Hart, like and didn't she even tell him she's like, and if you tell them I'll kill you? <laughs> no, she just said they can never know. Gotcha. <laughs> Ever. And because he loves her, he does not say a thing. Right. And it's almost and also like, you know, after she spills all this to him before she's like, you know, they can never know. There's this realization that comes on her face. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I can't believe I just really said all that out loud mm-hmm. into you. Um, <laughs> into you. <laughs> and to even, and, you know, and even uh, just props to Sarah also for that mm-hmm. scene and itself. Because that's it. And that moment, like when she from the moment from when she tells when she lies to her friends about where she was mm-hmm. to the end of this. That's what makes it a good. That's yeah. the best part of this entire the first 10 minutes. And the last 10 minutes. Right. The 30 in between. (laughs) Eh, I could do without. (laughs) Because this is what sets us up for the rest of the season. And it's become, and it's very important. And um, yeah. And that's what like, that's a nice little cliffhanger too. Like for the moment, you're just like, oh, because, you know, I mean, I would imagine most of us at first view upon first viewing, we're probably already thinking that, you know, she wasn't in hell. There was no way that Buffy was in a hell dimension. Y'all just doing this. Y'all being real extra. So to have that confirmation or then to have just like, holy snap, like she was not in hell. So just it's good writing for that for the end of it. Yeah. And to be stuck with that knowledge, both of them now. Mm-hmm. For Spike to have to wander around knowing that and for her to have to be feeling that, but to have to set it aside and be all cheery and happy and Buffy and it really kicks off Buffy's most irresponsible year. Oh, yeah. She, from this point on, she makes a lot of decisions that are directly related to what happened to her. Yep. Now, we don't have a song of the week. We just have Thomas Wanker's original score. What an unfortunate last name. I know, right? <laughs> hey, hey, Wanker. Imagine girl, children are merciless. Yeah. Was it Tommy Wanker? Wank, wank, wank. I, I can just imagine the things that were said to that poor man. Oh, thing. <laughs> you had a burn, which is good. Right. When after Dawn 
uh, breathes fire and after she's possessed and breathes fire, Anya's like, oh, God, did I look like that? And Willow's like, no, I'm sure you look real glamorous cutting up your face. <laughs> I, I laugh for a long time after that. <laughs> and I have another one that comes from the Comogenesis ghost itself when it's talking shit on Buffy. It tells her you won't even disturb the air when you go. That is an ultimate burn right there. Like I am just waiting to use that on somebody right? in in real life. Like that is you like, just called me less than a fart, basically. <laughs> like because <laughs> that's one of those. That's a thinker. Like if somebody right. were to say that to you, you'd have to stop for a second. Like, <laughs> and then once the you really really thought about, it, it's like wow. Yeah, wow. like, oh, okay, okay. Like you said, less than a fart. <laughs> less than a fart. You just call me less than a fart. Wow. I need oh, to geez. deal with that. <laughs> right. Hold on. I'm going to go talk to my therapist real quick because I don't like, I don't like where you're coming from. <laughs> the Buffy Wiki, we checked the bodies dropped on the Buffy Wiki, and there was only one this episode, which was the Child of Words, Tomogenesis headed by Buffy with an axe. Like, did they have like a special on axes this year? We had an axe last week. We get an axe this week. Too much axing. Special oh, test. Man. Does it have that? Uh, I guess. It's got to. Yeah, specific, especially the uh, when Tara and Willow are in bed, they're talking about mm-hmm. Buffy. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And then the Tomogenesis ends up being a female-shaped form. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of talking about, like, I think so. Right. A couple random trivias. The motorcycle that Spike took from the Hellions in Bargaining Part 2, he's still riding it through uh, most of this season. I love it. We last see it (laughs) in empty spaces, which we know from Spike as a character. When he acquires something, he hangs on to it. Yes. (laughs) He's had that coat for a really long time. Yeah, like what, since the 70s? Yeah. And one of the things I love about Angel the series is the fifth season episode when they go to Italy and they go to the Wolfram Hart branch of <laughs> in Italy yeah. and they give him a new coat. Like he was so upset because his coat got ruined, but right. they gave him another one and they sent like a whole truckload of them to <laughs> the office. And he's so pleased. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I've got like 50 of them. That's great. Right. <laughs> I don't have to be uh, so precious with this one. Right. <laughs> we find out in the Angel episode, Inside Out, that Skip, who is one of my favorite demons on Angel. Love him. Love him. <laughs> he mentions Buffy coming back from heaven. He says, you don't come back from paradise. Well, a slayer. Once. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> And then my moral of the story with this one is beware gift with purchase. They're not always good for you. This is true. <laughs> They're really not. You don't know how many like weird random makeup and facial type stuff you mm-hmm. have just because I just wanted the perfume. Right? <laughs> I didn't want that whole 50 piece set that came with it. <laughs> it smells like an old lady. Why? <laughs> All right, y'all, let us know what you thought of Afterlife, and you can um, leave us a, you can record an MP3 file at less than two minutes and email it to revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. Or you can just, you know, talk to us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale or on Facebook, Revisiting Sunnydale. Next week, flooded. flooded. Or as I like to call it, aka full proper repipe. (laughs) 
And we finally get to meet our nemeses for the season. The trio, Lawrence, Andrew, and our returning favorite little dumpling, Jonathan. Oh, bless their hearts. This is when things get weird. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're so nerdy. Like, the things that they do are so strange. Right. I mean, they'll eventually, eventually, like, ramp up to, like, full-blown murder as we know but still yeah. like it just like the it gets a slow it's a slow trek uphill with these guys and, and, yeah <laughs> it's a real slow track but i do love the way they introduce these characters to us oh yeah it's, it'll be a fun time and then mm-hmm. you know just to see like where everybody goes off after that and you know and that's when andrew lank quickly becomes one of my favorite people as Tom Lang. He must have made an impression on Joss because he was in an episode last season. He played, I think his name was Cyrus, one of Harmony's mm-hmm. minions. Right. So and he must have made an impression because now he's a full-time, well, part-time regular. He doesn't get to be in the credits or anything. But, but he's there a lot. And then, like, he goes on, he's like, this season, and then the next season, and then he's in an episode of Angel. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which one love. or two episodes, two, maybe, I don't two know. episodes, actually. He's in yeah. the Italy episode, and then the episode where, this, where they have to find that crazy-ass slayer. Right. Which, a great episode. And, you know, you guys thought we loved Xander's relationship in season four with Spike, <laughs> when they had to live together. <laughs> It is nothing compared to the relationship that develops between Spike and Andrew. It is definitely a beauteous thing. <laughs> You're in for a treat, gentle viewers. I, I can't wait. It just makes me giggle every time to think about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So subscribe, follow, like us, all that jazz. You can follow us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. Talk to us, talk at us, tweet at us, all that stuff. You, know, you can follow me, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcel, at Aster7338. You're quarantined. What else are you doing? Right. Talk to us, please. We talk all things Buffy and just other random pop culture junk. More than likely, either Marcel or I are a fan of whatever it is you're a fan of as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Until next time, gang. Thank you.